Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallum. We've all been struggling with social distancing for the past year during the COVID-19 pandemic, but a few vaccines have been approved to help end this long pandemic and give us the golden tickets to return to our normal lives. Places for vaccinating the public are opening up across the world to accomplish this goal. WFOR-TV says that one such place is the Miami Lighthouse for the Blind in Florida. Partnering with the Miami Lighthouse, the Florida Department of Health provided the vaccinations to 50 blind and visually impaired people during a four-hour period. Here to talk about this offering is Miami Lighthouse for the Blind President, Virginia Jacko. Hi, Virginia. Hi, Brian. Thank you. Virginia, we had you on the show last year to talk about social distancing. Now we're going to be talking about the COVID vaccine. But before we get to that, tell us about yourself and just how you're doing. Thank you, Brian. I am totally blind, so I'm one of those people that struggles with social distancing. (laughs) I'm one of those people that when I have people in my conference room for the first time, I wish I could hug them. I wish I could shake their hand because that's how I get a feel for, are they tall? Are they short? Are they skinny? And not touching people also. Oh, I miss that handshake. I miss that hug. I'm looking forward to when as president and CEO, I can have people touring our kindergarten, our first grade, our blind babies program, We haven't had our adult artists here, our adult musicians. In fact, we call that program Front Porch Support because our professionals have to go to the client's front porch. But I trust very soon, even before the 4th of July, things are going to be much better here in Miami. I think President Biden and his administration are ramping up that vaccine process. Well, many more people in Indiana, they've lowered the age to 45. You know, I came from Indiana, so I follow what they're doing up there. And I know that there's going to be an announcement today from our wonderful governor here in Florida. Well, um, get this. So in California... They lowered the age to 18 to 64 with uh, chronic health conditions and disabilities, and I'm on that list. So I went and got my first COVID vaccine yesterday at Walgreens. Brian, I'm glad that you're telling people about this because what is unfortunate, there are a number of people that are afraid to get the vaccination. We've got to convince people that it's the right thing to do. that these vaccines are safe and effective and they don't hurt. We promise. Now that's great. So how did the Miami lighthouse decide to partner with the Florida department of health to get the blind vaccinated against COVID-19? Well, we both know how difficult it is for the blind to get to these central locations 
how difficult it is to actually sign up and make an appointment. That's nearly impossible. So we do have a strong collaboration with the Florida Department of Health in which we provide free eye care throughout the state of Florida with our network of optometrists and our five mobile eye care clinics. So with that collaboration, it seemed fitting to call our local health department and ask the health department, how about vaccinating the blind? The blind are a forgotten population and they're not specifically spelled out in the criteria of who is eligible. And of course, as soon as they were able to, nurses came here and we transported as many blind people that needed transportation. We worked with our special transportation, Miami-Dade County uh, uh, Disabilities Transportation Units, and um, we made it happen. Do you think this is going to have a ripple effect where more blind agencies and states will let the blind be vaccinated against COVID-19 sooner now, especially since the uh, supplies are going to ramp up? They need to ask. I did notice that um, when this article came out in the Miami Herald that the uh, Broward Lighthouse uh, was pursuing the Broward Department of Health to do the same. And I certainly hope that was successful. We have to be advocates for the blind and it never hurts to ask. Hey, it never hurts to ask or advocate for these things. How many blind and visually impaired people participate in the vaccination efforts at the lighthouse? And actually some of the challenges to gather these numbers and and yeah. yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, 84 vaccinations were provided. And um, the number of blind people, like you said, a part of the interview, it was about 50. And then we have teachers here in our learning center. We have uh, 25 in that program. So uh, we were able to get our teachers also vaccinated. That is that is marvelous. How did you get them? How did you get these people to come to the Miami Lighthouse and get vaccinated? Did you have buzzes? Well, now our employees, of course, like the teachers, you know, they're here every day. Mm-hmm. And on my team of employees, I have um, about 10 employees that are totally blind. Uh, but then our clients... We phoned them. We helped fill out the enrollment form. And we have transportation vehicles, about 10 of 12 passenger vans. And we use Miami-Dade County Special Transportation Service. Wow, that's pretty good. Do you plan to continue these vaccinations? I understand those boosters are coming, those second shots. Right. So on April 1st, they will be back, the same team, to do the booster shots. Um, I don't know that we'll have the opportunity to do it a second time. If the opportunity is presented, we'll take it because there are those people that were hesitant. And then afterward, they would call and say, "Mm, we changed our mind. Is it possible now to get the vaccination? 
So if there's an opportunity to do it again, we certainly will. Um, how how many uh, how many uh, workers gave out the vaccinations? Like, were there big lines, or were they, there just? We have a very large gallery. It's normally where we serve our lunches, and in each corner of the gallery, uh, they had four nurses. Because when I went to Walgreens, it was really easy. I got to go up to the front of the pharmacy desk and the clerk there uh, took my took the forms. I had to fill out these forms and then uh, I had to wait in their little waiting area for 10 minutes. And they took me into a special injection room, gave me the shot and then had me wait at the store in the waiting area again for 15 minutes. If I felt a reaction, I would tell him. And if not, I just left. And that was it. Um, there we go. Very, very easy. No line. I'm so. glad for you that you went to Walgreens. They're my favorite pharmacy. They're um, my favorite. They become much more now my favorite pharmacy, too. Um, <laughs> we just got one here in town uh, about a couple to a few years ago or so. And um, they're they're really good. They even helped uh, do passport photos for me once before I went on travel everyone's going to be anxious to get out and do something just like that because everyone I, being cooped up it's not good what covid vaccines did you guys offer i know there's johnson johnson the pfizer. There's, mm -hmm. there's pfizer and there's moderna which one pfizer pfizer i got the pfizer shot too um, did anybody feel any sort of side effects with the Pfizer shot? I know um, one of my family of, members also had the Pfizer shot too, and he had headaches. Not that I'm aware of. Some people said they felt a little sleepy, but nothing of significance. All the more important to get a little bit of rest. Um, what did some of the clients say in expressing their thoughts and your employees too, after they got the vaccine? What they think? The enthusiasm of knowing that in a week or so, they'd be nearly 55% safe. Tremendous enthusiasm, tremendous appreciation. Because a lot of our blind people live alone. And I mean, they were worried. So we took a big burden off of them. Yep, very and they'll be isolated. even less burdened when they get their second uh, vaccination, right? Yeah, I, I think the burn. I think more of the burn is going to get off of them once we all get the second shots. Um, are you aware of any other blind or visually impaired agencies or services out there in the country offering COVID vaccines? I have not. The only one that I was aware of because we got a phone call from the Broward Lighthouse when they learned of it in the media that we were doing it and that they wanted to contact the health department as well to do the same. I would expect that they would have done that. Okay, that's marvelous. Now, now, did you get your COVID shots too? Um... Absolutely, we all, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wanted to be first in line, right? <laughs> Were you first in line? No. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> <laughs> what well, what place were you in line then were you were you last well something like that remember <laughs> i'm blind i didn't notice <laughs> it didn't matter <laughs> so um let's let's talk a little bit about announcements for your state i understand there's a big uh um covet announcement coming from uh your governor 
in Florida. That's right. What's that announcement going to be? Let me guess. No, no more restrictions. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, maybe we're getting closer to herd immunity. Really? You know, in a month or so, maybe I'm hopeful. You know, I'm a very optimistic person. Being that you know, all of these lockdowns, it's tough, and it's time that we um, you know, go to the next level and open up businesses. You know, Florida has been quite um. Uh, relaxed regarding this. It hasn't hurt the state at all. A um, little different there in California and in New York. I, I, I'm with you. I, I think we're going to get through and, and beat this thing. Brian, I wanted to tell you that in Florida now, the, the age is down to age 50. Age for 50. Vaccinations. Okay. So it's so getting low, it's lowering. 50, um, That'll be a significant portion of the population. When do you think it's going to go down to 16 and where any eligible adult, even blind and visually impaired adult, is going to be able to be vaccinated? Oh, I can't answer that. That's another question for the Department of Health. But learning that today, statewide in Florida, uh, anyone age 50 or older can get vaccinated and that the state has the capability to do that. Um, that's quite different than it was limited to only 80 and older. So what great progress, right? Yeah, it's big, big progress indeed. And with more and Johnson and Johnson coming in more vaccines from them, because it's one shot, the vaccination effort's going to go way up. You know what the pharmaceutical companies have done? My daughter actually works for Eli Lilly. Oh, yes. What these companies have done in order to produce this so quickly and to get it out so quickly, it, it's just absolutely a milestone in um, production of uh, vaccines or critical drugs. Imagine what it would be like if these pharmaceutical companies didn't begin manufacturing in advance and have this ready to go as they waited for the final approval on the clinical trials. So, you know, hats off to all of the pharmaceutical companies and for those that empowered them so quickly to do what they've done. And I bet you too, this is gonna allow for them to develop more vaccines for more health problems a lot more quickly. And then Brian, someday you and I are gonna have 2020 vision and we'll see each other <laughs> as we hug. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? There we go. There when, we go. When, when and if your vaccination site opens again, what should our listeners do? Well, Miami Lighthouse is actually working from our database, which is a very robust database because we have been around for almost a century. I don't think our database goes back that far. <laughs> Actually, in all honesty, it only goes back to the early 80s. Um, wow. But, you know, my phone number, always accept um, a phone call. I love to get phone calls or an email. So V for Virginia, Jacko, J-A-C-K-O. So again, V, J-A-C-K-O at miamilighthouse.org. Send me an email. Okay, definitely. We're going to put your email up there on the Speaking Out for the Blind.weebly.com website. What's going to happen post-pandemic 
at your agency? How do you think it's going to change how people come to work there, how the clients come to do orientation mobility and other services there? Or is it, is it going to go back to the way it was? Are there going to be some changes? What well, do you in think? our school, in our school, and well, we have to follow um, the state of Florida because we are under contract with Miami-Dade County Public Schools. Parents have the choice. So 80% of the parents selected on-campus learning and 20% of the parents selected remote distance learning. And we converted to that very quickly because we have a Braille music, 26 lessons distance learning, and we have a remote learning system so we could convert that very quickly. Um, In addition to our school, the only program that we do not have running is our senior group activities program. And that is a program for people that have received vision rehabilitation. Um, They are affected by being either low vision, many totally blind. And for some of them, they say, hey, the rich have a country club. For us, Miami Lighthouse is our country club because 90% of these people reside in zip codes that are defined by hottest poverty zones, but they can come here every day. We created a gospel choir. We have incredible artists that are competing in art shows. And the interaction of these people is pretty phenomenal. We also have a GED program where those that haven't got a high school diploma, we have an English as a second language program. So, um, the adult programs are running. It's just those senior group social programs. We'll start them up in the fall. But for vision rehabilitation, orientation, and mobility, um, on the spring break, which is next week, we will have all of our teenage transition students through all the way down to kindergarten. So we're pretty open. Um, all of our employees, except for two, are working on campus and two remain working from home. I have nearly a hundred employees, so we've got a lot of people here. The one thing that's affected us a little bit is um, getting the referrals from the schools throughout Florida to get our mobile eye care units back on those school campuses. So when a child fails their school vision screening, their low income, uh, we bring primary eye health care right to the school with a dilated eye exam. And within two weeks, the child has their prescription glasses. That program has lagged a bit because school health nurses, they've been more worried about COVID and rightfully so. Uh, but we're, we've, in this month of February, we kind of got it back on track with um, uh, the capacity that we have to serve. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I thank you for this opportunity. Invite me again, Brian. Sure, I will. Thank you so much for being on, Virginia. And let's just hope that our listeners now go get their shots in this pandemic and just return to their normal lives. Thanks so much for joining us today. Bye, Brian. Thank you. Stay well yourself. You too. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. 
Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. And my show archive is at acbradio.org slash picking dash out dash four dash dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says home speaking out for the blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to speaking out for the blind shows ranging from episode 94 to the present. You may also access the podcast feed at speaking dash out dash four dash dash blind dot pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. That's 518-906-1820. Introducing Sunday Edition with Anthony, a weekly magazine show featuring the movers and shakers of our beloved organization. Topics and news that affect us all, some great roundtable discussions, and of course, a lot of fun. So join me every Sunday at 1 p.m. on ACB Radio Mainstream for Sunday Edition. To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. Hello, this is Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind. I just want to give a big hip, hip, hooray out there to our tremendous membership that does such a great job. I'm Marie Osmond. Choices, some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, our choice. Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org. You're listening to ACB Radio Mainstream. Learn more about us at our website, www.acbradio.org.